Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this quick quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi Carolina. Hey Becky. Um, we had you on an episode, but we haven't done a quick shot in like almost a month. Oh my gosh. Has it been that long? It has, like the end of April and this is like gonna end mid-May so I know time's getting away from us but it is what it is it is what it is um so for this quick shot of romance Carolina and I are reviewing Rough Country by Lauren Landish this is book three and the Tannen Boys series which is a spin-off of the Bennett Boys yes so it's, you know, it kind of, I would have, this was interesting to me that she numbered this a different series. They really could have been all the same series. Like it, this could have been book six of a series. Yeah. I'm curious why she didn't do it. Like small town. I don't know that she ever, did she ever name the town in the books? I don't remember. I don't. Like, I wanted to say it was something Springs, but I don't think it is. And then, honest to goodness, I thought it took place in Texas. And then I was reading this one, and in the opening scene, the main character, the main heroine, she talks about the mountains. And I'm like, there are no giant mountains in Texas, in Texas Becky. Texas, no. What is wrong with you? So I did find out that it's supposed to be like Wyoming or Montana. Yeah. I feel so. like she has a name for the town and I'm just not thinking of it because um, he, Bobby, the hero in this book refers back to the town. because Oh, that's true. He does. He does. He does. I, I, I just, I down. don't remember what it is, but I'm just surprised that she didn't, you know, call it one series and give it six books. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because there are so many characters from the, previous five books within this story all, all of the bennett's and the tannins are are in right in in the tannin series well and we so, see doc jones who was the vet yep. that was caitlin's yep. uh predecessor in book one that brought her out there yeah so it's like i don't know or Go not ahead. caitlin not caitlin um sophie person. Sophie. Um, yes. Caitlin's with Mark, the oldest brother. She works at the resort. Yes. Yeah. See? The wedding planner. I can't keep some things <laughs> you straight can't in keep my something head. something straight. <laughs> um, okay, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. It really is a dream come true if it means losing the one thing you've ever known you needed. Willow Parker is excited to move to Podunk Millersville. That's what she's telling herself but it's not working until she meets a dark-eyed, honey-voiced cowboy. That's when her new small-town life starts looking a lot less temporary. Bobby is a big-hearted storyteller wrapped in a sexy, gruff, hard-working family man package that makes Willow's pillow-soft heart race and body hum. She shouldn't have known love's never-ending ease, though. Bobby Tannen knows exactly who he is, a farmer, a brother, and last but not least, a singer-songwriter. He's made his piece, and with his biggest audience being the folks at a local honky-tonk, and knows his future lies in the dirt of the land he's worked his whole life. 
with beautiful Willow at his side, he's one step closer to a happily ever after that he's only written songs about. Until a hotshot music executive comes to town and offers Bobby everything he's ever wanted, but it may come at too high of a price, his new relationship with Willow. Who truly holds Bobby's heart? The bright lights of Nashville or his sweet Willow? So release date on this is August 17th of 2020. Small town, instant connection, uh, cowboys. Um, Family series. Family series, yeah. Family series. But it's almost more found family um, than family series because it the Bennetts, like we said in the beginning, the Bennetts and the Tannins kind of yeah, cross family like, lines. I think it has both because you also get you also get the tannins and there's some resolution there on that start with book one of the tannins right um when it comes to their the um tannin ranch tannin farm because they're the farm yes and the bennett's are the ranch have the ranch yeah so um so you get both you get family and found family um, this is a series of interconnected standalones. It is also a spin-off series, like we said, of the Bennett's. Put out percentage of this was 47%. There are some heavy makeout scenes a little earlier in the book. Uh, but things don't get moving until 47%. <laughs> um, and then future scenes, and this is something that kinda it bugged me a little bit, but I honestly think it had been a minute since I'd read Lauren Landish, so I think this is kind of true to who Lauren Landish is as a writer, the later scenes faded to black. There was one descriptive scene, but then the others were alluded to, but were not necessarily descriptive. Um, So I don't know if that it's been a minute, like I said, since I read Lauren Landish. So I don't know if that is how she typically does. Um, but this is not one of those that once they start having it, it's like all on all the pages. So this is definitely a little bit more of a tamer romance. Um, and yeah, there is also one heavier one towards the end of the book as well. So it's not like it's all fade to black, but there's just, yeah, they're actually, now that you mentioned that there's a lot more of that in the latter half of this book. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's start off with Bobby because he was a little bit of a quandary. Now, we have both read book one and book two in the Tannen family, and I do have an order of which I like the brothers. I had hoped for Bobby, and I liked how I always thought he was a dreamer, and like he still was keeping his dreams of being a singer. You know, he really calls brutal to task in Brutal's book. He mm-hmm. really pushes Brody in Brody's book. And then nobody pushes him. They just, um, they all just kind of accept that he's going to work the farm and is happy singing. Yeah, that's true. Um, Mama Louise does smack in, in true fashion of these, these two series that she's the one that kind of gives that wisdom. Um, but yeah, you're right. Nobody does that for him. Um, no. like, he's he's also a much more introspective character like you think about um brutal and you think about like mark um and even 
um, who's the first brother? Brody. Sorry, there's so like trying to keep them all straight. Um, they like Brody and Mark are just like grunty kind of guys, but Bobby's not. Um, he's got a different kind of depth to him that you learn about. So it's like a soup, it's a very different, like quiet observant observance. And then when you get like you get his songs are just so thoughtful and I I did like that about the story that as something inspired him which you would imagine a songwriter or an artist like come up with lyrics like off the top of their head um Lauren Landish like kind of writes that in so he sees something that inspires him and then like the next couple lines are and I italicized so you know that's like lyrics he's playing with in his head um, and I like how she, I, like. I like how she did that because it was more of a show than tell. It was more of like, let me show you his heart. Let me show yeah. you his dreams. And I don't have to tell you. And he thought these words. It was right. just like his. You were inside his head. Yeah. And I did enjoy that part of the storytelling a lot. I felt like that is how we got to know Bobby the most. Um, he definitely was a man of action, but not in the, in a forceful way. It was in a much more subtle, quiet way. Like he sees Willow across the room the night, first night he performs and he is like beelining, you know, like on his way to her and he introduces himself and he cuts everybody else off. Um, when he sees something, he goes for it. But then when he realizes that she doesn't necessarily know if she wants to date and she's heard rumors about him and everything like that, he just keeps showing up to eat a meal with her at the bar. Yeah, I loved that about him. Like, I loved that about his character that, okay, she he knows that she's, she's not going to be won over easily. And because every other woman just fawns and falls over him, which, you know, you kind of want like you know you want this hero to have somebody who makes him work for it um but she just it's not that she's trying to make him work for it to prove a point she's just not that's not where she's at and yeah. so um to have him come back like he goes there five nights before she agrees to the tour the tour the tour <laughs> a, a, a faux date a fake date yeah which is, um i I liked that though. I liked because he falls first. He definitely has Instantly. interest first, and she's hesitant. And I that's kind of a role reversal. We don't always get that. And she she definitely feels chemistry, but she is not there for she's not there to fall in love. You know, no. like the blur the synopsis said, you know, she's there thinking she's temporary. Um, so she really doesn't want to make those ties and make those connections. Yeah. Well, let's talk about why, about Willow and why she's there temporarily. Cause some of this, some of this is where the story kind of got a little wonky for me. It bothered me a little bit. So Willow is in town at the beginning of the book. We're under the understanding that she's coming to town to reconnect to her great uncle that she hasn't seen in 15 years, 12 or 15 mm -hmm. years. 
And her uncle is Hank, who owns the local honky-tonk bar, Hank's, which has been featured in previous stories. And um, So she is in town to reconnect with him because he left after a family disagreement with her grandfather uh, when she was 12. And it was bad. It was a bad family breakup. Yeah. So, and he was always the fun uncle. So she loved him hanging out with him. They had a connection and that family fallout was, I don't want to say traumatic, (laughs) but it, it was, it really upset her though. It really carried on, you know, for her life. And it really had a huge rift in their family. Yeah. And so she's in town and there's something going on with Hank. She calls him Unk through the book. And we know that there's something health issue going on with him. And Willow knows about it. And there's some deception a little bit there on her part. Because she's keeping it very close to her chest and not just not just from Bobby, but also from uh, Hank. I don't think Hank at the beginning, he does not know that she knows about his health issues. Well, and I think that just speaks to also knowing that he's a proud man. Yeah. So and the way that she knows he has these health issues. um it's it's revealed later that you know the person that calls her mother and they decide that she's gonna go tells them he doesn't uncle hank doesn't know that i'm sharing this information with you so it's really to kind of just ease her way back in Um, and and he's he's a little resistant to her helping because he's an independent man he's done everything by himself you know he's a proud man um and and even when she starts working at the bar, you know, she has to prove herself. Um, she does. I did love the girl, the girly beers, beer? <laughs> the know. girly beers. I'm like, hmm, tempted to try this. And I love <laughs> that she served it to brutal these pink drinks. To oh, and she made them and frozen. And she, she made them frozen fr- so they couldn't chug them. Yeah, it was so funny. I loved that. I was like, hmm, those guys. But they actually liked them. They were okay yeah. with them. Um, and so Willow is also a photographer and I think that was something to blogger. Yeah. Uh, blogger. She sells her photography, but she also does like a travel blog and a photo blog. Um, one of the things that I did feel about Willow is this, she sees the world through her own lens. Like sometimes I think she was a little clueless to the periphery like I just felt that she was so focused there's a scene where she um while Unc is supposed to be gone fishing she goes to his house to do some repair work and to fix some things and she doesn't necessarily look to make sure that he is gone (laughs) like and then when he comes out and he's mad she like gives Bobby a death glare. Like it was somehow his fault. Sister, sister, look around you. Pay attention to the world. Um, and you kind of get that feeling too the first time she goes to the family farm. 
Like that was a little bit more eye-opening for her that she saw Bobby for more than just the good time guy that comes in the bar. Yes. That she kind of. Well, she sees him kind of the, also the way that she gets introduced to the farm is a surprise to Bobby. Um, Cheyenne, who's the sister, the young sister, invites her out to see everything that she's working on and says, oh, we're going to surprise Bobby um, because she loves to meddle. And so it really is, is, she also doesn't know how he's going to react to this, but he does. And then he's proud to show her everything. He like takes her around everywhere, shows her off, like shows her like the farm off and everything that they're working on. They have some great moments. Um, Yeah. And she does, she can be, you know, everything through her lens. Um, And one of the other big things with her blog is she likes to keep the anonymity. So she is very clear that she never posts her face um, to keep that. So there's, it's an interesting kind of artist life, like mentality. um, Because I would also imagine that there are a lot of artists like that. They don't they get really focused on seeing the world through that, whatever lens that is. Um, and it was also very interesting to have two artists come together in their own way. Which we don't always see. And their passion and the way they express their passions were very different too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bobby, for now, he's expressing his passion on Thursday nights at the bar singing in front of the town and it's loud and it's out there and everyone knows Bobby can sing and Willow does it quietly anonymously on her website and in her social media. And I would also say kind of how Landish does gives you those lines, um, the song lines that Bobby thinks through, like you get that introspection there. On the flip side, she does something similar for Willow. Like as she sees something, she'll describe it and then you'll, she'll write click and italicize. So she's taking the photo. So she's actually putting you like as the reader behind the lens of what this character is seeing. So there's that parallel that's really interesting to get that art, again, that artist perspective. Yeah, this what this book was really well edited and laid out. Like I... I do feel, though, that the storyline itself, for the first 47% of the book, moved in a circle. Like, we didn't really make any forward progress. It, it, was, it, it felt a little Groundhog Day for me. Um, like, they went on the tour, and that was the faux date. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally takes her on the first date, you know, it just... I. It just didn't have as much forward progress as I was used to. Now, if you've read Brutal or you read um, Brody's books, they had a lot of forward progression. This one had a much slower pace. Lower pace. Yeah. To it. There was, it. Yeah, there was a part, I would say, not quite at the halfway mark, but I would say like one third in, it was kind of like, okay, where is this? Like, where are we going? Yeah. Um, and it does pick up. Um I mean, but can can I can we talk about that the sunrise, them watching the sunrise and she's so he takes her out to what really is lookout point. Yes. Like 
or a make out point. He calls it lookout point to watch yeah. the sunrise. And they're there really early. And so he lets her go around taking photos and he just plays on his guitar. He, you know, he picks out songs, he plays songs, and then he just kind of riffs and creates songs. And it's just a kind of this interesting mix of these two people like living in that same space and kind of, I don't know, connecting in a very um, intimate way for two introverts. Well, I like, I liked that it shows that you can be with somebody and share a moment, but you don't have to be connected to them. Yeah. You know, um, it, 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 intimacy can happen in different forms. So mm -hmm. for these two, they were immersed in their art, but together under the umbrella of intimacy, because nobody else was there treading in on their space. You know, it isn't, to me, it has the same intimacy as watching a movie together, a scene like right. that would have in the book. Right. But this was action, and that's not often done, and it's not often done as well as it was done in this book. Yeah. Because, um, and that's the other thing, too, that I really do love about Lauren Landish's writing when she has her moments, you are living those moments. Mm -hmm. Like the way she is descriptive, it's not overly wordy. Um, it doesn't feel just like words on a page. She really immerses you into the setting. Like I felt that sunrise. I could yeah. hear the strumming of the music in that moment. I could see the picture. Yeah. It, like I could, I could visualize the picture in my head or I could hear the song in my head. I might you know, it might only be like words on a page, but I could hear like the tempo and the softness or gravelly, you know, qualities about them. Um, yeah. So I do have one little, and I'm being picky tonight and I'm not trying to be because I really did enjoy this book. Um, but so I don't typically read blurbs, you know me. I just, if the title speaks to me, I'm in, right? You know, Give me enough tropes in the title that I can pick up on what it is and I'm in, right? Um, but I read this blurb after I read the book, and it talks about the record executive and Bobby's dream. Now, Cheyenne makes a statement early on in the book about how Bobby has always just been a hanger-on. Like, he gave up his dream of music when things fell out with his, when his mom died and things fell out with his dad. He was proud to work the land and he worked hard and he absolutely does like he is there for his family a thousand percent he is make the sacrifices and he's not making them begrudgingly or groaning about them he just puts his head down and he works hard mm -hmm. um but in the blurb of this book it talks about the record executive and i'm not kidding i kept reading waiting for the record executive to show up and then it's like, it's after 6%. I think it's closer to like 75. No, it's not that far. It's not that far? No, like it's it was, not But it was far. after it's, 60%. It's, it's at about 60%. And it was like, I'm like, finally, finally we have something. Cause <sighs> I just wanted so much for Bobby. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, you do. Because, it, it, you know, the first part of the book really builds him up in this career and how much the town loves him and how, he, like, you understand how talented this man is. Um, I will have to say the, I 
was pissed and worried at um when the couple separates a little bit on how that all of that happens and because it's and I don't want to give too much away but I was nervous because it's one of those situations where like I can't say without giving it away like have have a freaking conversation have a freaking conversation so that's another grump I hate miscommunication tropes I I I will have to say that like it doesn't I liked the way that she handled this one like yeah in the respect of yeah he has to kind of suffer with his choice of not having the conversation yeah um and but it doesn't he has a moment in a, a reality like slap upside the head and he immediately like you know he does have that moment of clarity and realizes he messed up yeah um and before that he has in classic like lander style with this whole series he ends up having a great kind of one-on-one with mom uh, mama louise mm-hmm. um <laughs> i pull a becky i see mama louise but i hit, say in my head mama lou um <laughs> <laughs> I make up Sometimes my Sometimes you just got to rename characters. It just, it <laughs> I rename characters. Um, and, and she actually has those moments with, with him and with Willow that I love so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, okay. Because I don't want to um, spoil any more. Oh, go ahead. Here's no, no, else. no. I wanted to f- see if you felt like this because I don't feel like it was written this is written by one author this is not a duo this is not a collaboration this is this was written by one author but i felt like the first half of the book this is written in um duet or not duet um dual point of view so you go back and forth throughout the book um you know pretty like clean almost willow bobby willow bobby but i feel like the first half of the book was much more feminine and the last half of the book was much more masculine yes we got like yeah the characters I felt like we got more of Willow in the beginning and then the last half of the book it became more Bobby Storm yeah yes I agree with that I also as I struggled a little bit with the middle of the book and that kind of different voice feel I actually went and looked at the publication date because I'm going to give grace to any author that wrote a book in 2020. I'm, I just am because it was hard. It was difficult. It was different. We were all in a very different place. This came out in August, end of August, 2020. Yeah. So, so I, I wonder, you know, is this something that maybe she started early on in quarantine and then had to finish it? And once, you know, August hit, we were back out slowly re-entering society and moving forward um or was this you know I, I wonder if some of that played into this story a little bit because they also were not as descriptive in the second half of the book she said a lot of scene and a lot of world building that we didn't really need because we had been in this world with you know five other books so well, i didn't i mean if it's also if it's also can be read as a standalone you still needed some of that so we have read 
the whole all the books in the series but I felt like if this was if this happened to be the first book you picked up you still needed some of that some of it but I feel like it went over the top at times which was fine and it's a longer book it's it's over 400 pages yeah yeah so I'm just curious some of that played into the difference in the voice yeah because I think that we do see some author voices that changed a little bit because our voices have changed a little bit yeah you know our projects are different than when we first started so who knows knows? i don't know but i do agree with you there did seem to be a different tone change in the story i Um, wonder if that was intentional i don't know we will have to ask her we will um okay carolina did you like this book i did i did enjoy this book um it's it's very different than the other books in the series, but I, I kind of like that element. Um, so I, I did. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked it. It is not my favorite. I would say that of the Tannins, I'm in love with Brutal first, then Brody, then Bobby. Um, but overall, Mark is my favorite of all oh, of the yes. books. No, of all we'll, of this we'll family. We'll fight series. over Mark first. Yeah. Um, who would typically like this book? Um, that's a great question. I would say you, if you do not want an angsty romance, if you like small town <laughs> romances, if you like the Claire Kingsley books, but you want something with a little less angst and a little less drama, not an overarching, huge yeah. overarching storyline, these books are fantastic for that. There is kind of a storyline that's weaved through in and out, but it is not intense and you do not miss anything by picking up books in random orders. And I wouldn't classify these as rom-coms, but there are, no. there are moments of like a, a rom-com in it. Like there are some like, this is silly... true contemporary romance. Yeah. Like if you, you know, if you like, we'll see, but even I was going to say like Avery or Mariah, but they're both really rom-com heavy. Yeah, I really do think yeah. that Lauren Landish falls in with, uh, Mickey Miller and yep, like I said I Claire Kingsley there's there's some angst but it's not overly angsty these are mature characters um, that are very well developed characters and it, these yes. are very much character driven stories mm-hmm. um, okay would you recommend this book I would I would too yes. I actually would recommend, recommend the series. whole series yeah, I recommend really the, read the whole series and the tannins yeah. read them from the start and go through I you know I was I was actually a little sad to end the book um and especially after reading because there's a a series extended epilogue like you know at the end of the book you sign up for the newsletter Mm -hmm. and you get it um and and like the there's one like that at the end of the Bennett books um and it's from Mama Louise perspective and this one is the same I don't know if you read it I did not um the one after the Bennett book is still one of my all-time favorite extended epilogues hands down this one was good but it was kind of that quintessential like I got that like melancholy like this is this is the end this is the end of my time with them I'm sad because I will never read them for the first time again (laughs) yeah nope I agree I agree I am sad to leave them uh, but who knows? Maybe she'll come back to town and we'll have something at the resort. Who knows? That would be awesome. 
Wouldn't that be great? I know. Another spinoff. Right? I like good spinoff. Um, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will add it to our TBR. Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me, Becky. I love talking books. (laughs) I do too. Um, Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.